Hello and welcome to Move Alive Prop Drop Show. Prop Drop presented by our sponsor, PropSwap. Head over to PropSwap.com, download the app today, and enter our promo code 444. When you make your first deposit, PropSwap will match it up to $500. Uh, this is good stuff out here, Sal. This is our final Prop Drop Show of the season. Of the season. Important delineage of the season. We're back. We're going to run this bad boy back. We had too much fun not to do this again next season. Joining me as always, my two favorite fellow prop DJs, DJ Decibel in the house, Connor Allen. Connor, what's going on, buddy? Oh, man, not much. I'm just uh, excited to be sitting next to the legend himself, you know, also known as B-Rabbit, the king of the garden, Lil Geppetto. Hey, hey, what's up, fellas? It is a pleasure, an honor. I have had just the the best time with you guys. I'm so grateful to have been a part of this. I am also very much looking forward to uh, future seasons, plural, with you guys and seeing where this thing goes. Love it. We're just degenerating out here before we got started, just betting on some crazy derivatives in the in the prop markets, um, golf, football, blending it all together, trying to teach these two youngins how to operate an app, which is, you know, really not something I thought that I would have to do uh, in the year 2022. But uh, here we are, you know, taught Connor how to use the app. Uh, he's just he's getting limited out here. You know, Connor's big swinging out here, cashing these 80 to one tickets. And now he can't get them more than $40 on a bet because he's, you know, the fine folks over at DraftKings are, you know, they got, they got, reports they got meetings you know they got uh earnings calls and connor allen's over here draining these guys and uh forcing their hands so uh excited to uh unpack our super bowl week uh, we uh have pushed this down the road as far as we can this is a it's actually kind of fun because new things have popped up since so we were doing it on friday uh new things have kind of come into the market where we could talk today so we're each going to share a couple of props and then just share some of the things that have caught our attention in the marketplace. Maybe not official plays per se. We haven't maybe dabbled on these yet, but just some interesting ways to get down and to um, you know make this a, as enjoyable of a watching experience as possible. You know, I think it's also really smart to not overextend yourself on a day like this, uh, on an event like this where you know we preach bankroll management all the time and to to be really good and smart and get down in the best of the number and and all these different things. Don't go blow it all on, you know, minus 110 heads or tails. Uh, don't put your fiance in an uncomfortable position during a national anthem. All those whoa, things. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we want to advise against uh, unless you have really good intel. Uh, so we are, uh, which Connor did, right? He had some good intel that day. Yeah, I mean, Demi Lovato became my first true love, you know, my second true love. Uh, I mean, I had some great intel. Uh, she went way under the anthem. All the alt-unders cashed. Uh, I mean, my fiancé got a new pair of shoes. I mean, it was a win-win scenario all around. You meet shoes? <laughs> I mean, you got I, meet shoes, Connor? <laughs> I, got, I got literally bullied into buying her new shoes, Prop Stars. After I was at Noonan's house and was going nuts over Demi Lovato, like I had my timer out and everything was like cheering and going nuts over her, like speeding through that anthem, just like a straight up rocket ship just flew through it. And, you know, after I won, you know, they're all like, oh, how much money did you win, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, you got to buy Maggie something. Now she's sitting right there, obviously. So I brought her shoes during the game. It does not even finish. And I, I already knew that I was up money on the game. So 
That's uh, very, very sweet of you, Connor. What do you think the odds are or the possibility that I could possibly audition or submit a tape to sing the national anthem next season? (laughs) (laughs) The odds of you submitting one, I think, is pretty high. I mean, I think you need to do that. Now we can send in a little mixtape from the show and, you know, tag all the NFL folk in it. Um, The odds (laughs) of you getting up there, I mean, it's probably – <laughs> Probably about the same as you know, Lovey Smith having a winning season next year is what I would say. Oh man, just the visuals of <laughs> you know all the pomp and circumstance, like the Super Bowl and the you know, like, whatever. Someone comes out and sings "America the Beautiful," gets everyone rolled up, and then you know they cut to Alex is just <laughs> <laughs> special performance from the garden. Oh man, <laughs> he doesn't even go; he's just at home, just <laughs> simulcast from the garden. Oh, bear, bear in the background. He like puts, moves the bear into the garden. It'd be great. It's amazing. We'll have our own Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to do it, my friend, is the only, only way. Uh, Connor, are we getting you back here? What are you doing? You're um, coming? no. Yeah. Ap- apparently, Valentine's Day is actually the busiest day of the year. So. Oh, it is terrible. It's a really, really busy day. And that also oh, falls on the day after the Super Bowl. So, Connor, stuck um, in. The- Cornfields of Indiana, disappointing. You know, for Valentine's yeah. Day, for the Super Bowl, yeah, and and Valentine's. Where Day. will you be uh, watching the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a bar next door called Crazy Horse. It's been my local watering hole. So you know, I'm. Uh, You're gonna go hang with the probably locals. Probably just you know, yeah, set up shop there. Their food's actually really good. So and they have like a bunch of good whiskey. They have like a whiskey book and like a bunch you of stuff. steaks there. Uh, they do, yeah. Little cowboy ribeye. So yeah, I mean, so imagine, uh, you know, I'll probably get a nice steak. All we need to do is hit the national anthem again, and I'll just be, you know, I'll be good. You'll be you'll be getting rounds for everybody. Oh yeah, <laughs> all four people that are at the crazy horse. At the crazy horse. Yeah. <laughs> then retire to the old uh, Hyatt. <laughs> <laughs> is it walking distance? Uh, it is. It's right, literally you, across the street. You can throw a few back and then. Yeah. Stumble on over to room three thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, gotta get you out of there soon. So it's sad. It's sad. It's bad. <laughs> the, the lighting just gets more and more depressing every time. <laughs> it's like a little it's bit funny. I, if I move the light like this, it makes it look like even worse. Like I'm in like a like a like a trapped room. It does. Like like I'm like stuck in, in like a like a cage. You know, you're on like saw. Yeah. There you go. I can move back. This is a little scary. Yeah. All right, my friends. Let's uh, let's dig into this. Let's talk a little bit about uh, well, some of our favorite props here, and then we can hopefully answer your questions. If you are hanging out with us here on YouTube, uh, hit us up in the chat. Let us know what are you looking at. What have you got down on? Uh, looks like there's some site-specific boosts that are going to be running for limited times all throughout the week, so we can talk about what's out there currently. Uh, and lots of different stuff out there in the marketplace. But, uh, Connor, kick us off. What is uh, your first bet here for the Super Bowl? Um, so my first bet for the Super Bowl, I took Cam Akers under. Uh, I took it at uh, 65 and a half. I'd play it probably down to like 63, which is where it's pretty widely available here. Um, I mean, this comes down to a lot of different things uh, with with kind of this matchup and everything. So Sony Michelle uh, – you know, actually outsnapped Cam Akers in the last game, uh, partly due to injury. But even in the fourth quarter, when Cam Akers was back, um, you know they leaned on Michelle a little bit more. Um, 
And I think his, you know, his return is like a really, it's like a feel good story. Like everyone's like, Oh my God, the fastest player ever returned from Achilles injury, you know, like Cam Akers is a God, you know, there's always those priors to that. Like Cam Akers was, you know, destined to be, you know, the next Steven Jackson or whatever, you know, whatever great player that they wanted to label him. Um, you know, he's averaged 2.8 yards per carry uh, since his return. He's gone under this number in every single playoff game so far. Um, I think that beyond like matchup concerns, the Bengals run defense has been playing, you know, a little bit better as of late. Um, I think that, you know, there's also workload concerns. Like really do they with two weeks off to analyze their own personnel, like do they really think that Cam Akers gives them the best chance to win, uh, you know, and to feed him the rock after he's just been like, I mean, legit bat. So I think that, it, I think that they're just not in a, not in a great spot here. Um, in general. So I think that it's kind of tough for me to, to bank on the, the over there. I think the under is a good play. Like even if he gets like 15 inch carry, 16 carry, 17 carries, I think that there's still a good chance of him going under, which is uh, I think pretty incredible to say the least. So yeah, I, I like the under there. I'd probably play down to 60, probably 60. I like it too. Um, it's taking a lot of movement. I think pretty early it's, it fluctuated a little bit, um, but I'm with you. There's some different ways to, to look at the rushing markets and that's the Super Bowl, right? Like there are so many different ways. And I think that's probably maybe the best edge in Super Bowl betting is finding out maybe a better way to bet something that's very similar. Um, so some of that work is, you know, that, there are just so many, it's so much stuff out here. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, I think the story is great, but there's uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of unknowns there. Alex, let you go next. What is, uh, what's your first one uh, for the week? Yeah, my first one is uh, the favorite prop I've come across so far. That is Joe Mixon under 93.5 combined rushing and receiving yards. Uh, this number is widely available. I first put it out uh, when it was 95.5. It is now 93.5. I still think it has plenty of value at that number. Um, prior to the AFC Championship versus the Chiefs uh, a week ago, Mixon had failed to eclipse four yards uh, per carry and 65 rushing yards in a game since all the way back in week 12 versus the Steelers. Uh, he's also seeding passing down work to Samaje P. Ryan, who out-targeted Mixon um, in the AFC Championship game 4-3. to three. He also turned one of those targets into the longest play from scrimmage for the Bengals, a 41-yard touchdown reception. Uh, this is just a tough matchup on paper. Very stout Rams defense. They finished the regular season 6th in rushing DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. Uh, they were a fantastic also uh, last week versus the uh, 49ers. Limited Eli Mitchell to just 20 rushing yards on 11 uh, carries. That was his lowest total of the entire season. Also held Debo to just 26 rushing yards, who had been averaging 45 yards on the ground over his previous 10 appearances. Uh, yeah, just this Rams defense for as good as their secondary and uh, coverage uh, unit is. They are every bit as good up front as well. We know this Bengals offensive line is dismal, especially the interior of that line. I think the Rams defense is going to just wreak havoc, especially, you know, guys like Aaron Donald up front are just going to be in the backfield. I think Mixon's going to just really struggle. This is an inflated number, in my opinion. Um, I just think for him to go over this total, it's either going to take him breaking off a huge chunk play or just a significant uptick in usage, which just seems unlikely. Uh, despite, you know, he's been more involved as a receiver we've seen lately, but he, like I mentioned previously, has been seeding a lot of routes to Samaj P. Ryan, which – 
will factor into the next prop that I like. But yeah, I just think this is a great spot to fade Mixon. I'd probably play this one down to 90 or 91 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. Nice. I like that too. And some other ways to fade Mixon we'll get to when we uh, get a little crazier later in the show. Uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, Cooper Cup. I like Cooper Cup over... Uh, looks like the best number out there now is 105 and a half at points bets. Uh, there's 106 is out there. They're all pretty much similar juice wise. Um, no way Cooper Cup's not an integral part of this game. Uh, he has gone over on his prop bets, uh, even 15 out of 20 times, 16 out of four, you know, 16 and four, depending on what your closing line was. Um, Bengals have struggled pretty significantly against slot receivers all season long as well. So they've allowed a, uh, just over 70% completion percentage. Cooper Cup plays probably around 60% on average of his slot snaps uh, per week. So that's a pretty good matchup. 8.6 yards per target out of the slot here, which is the uh, basically bottom five in the league according to Sports Info Solutions. So Cooper Cup uh, is going to have a big day. Uh, he is available now on DraftKings at plus 100 to score a touchdown, which is a boost, which is insane to me that that's even a boosted score. I didn't realize that he was minus 190 to score a touchdown, which is just insane. That's like Derrick Henry, like, you know, level almost. Bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Like Derrick Henry against Jacksonville. Um, So, yeah, Cooper Cup's going to have a big day, over 105 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Feeling pretty good about that one. What do you got to say there, Alex? I love it as well. I was actually just going to point out that that boost was available. Uh, I believe it expires tonight at 9 p.m. as well. So I would definitely encourage everybody, if you do like that, they could provide some great value to jump on that one quickly because it will not be available for much longer. This gets into like a bigger picture topic, and we've we've had some of this discussion in our Discord this season, and I think it's a pretty good discussion specifically around these boosts and how – the perception of the boost itself, and it's undeniable, right? The market is currently pre-boost minus 190. But I think an argument can be made that even at plus 100, it's boosted, and it's boosted significantly. That's a huge boost. Is that still a really good price for a wide receiver touchdown? Um, maybe. I mean, Cooper Cup has obviously been a beast all season, but it's it's it feels closer to where it should be to me versus like this insane – value it's a value versus the market but is it actually a value in expected outcomes from a percentage standpoint it feels feels crazy to me i feel like it's a slight value at the plus 100 number i mean just judging we're looking at usage that is unprecedented a four of like 12 to 15 targets i mean he is the entire offense the way they utilize him is unlike i've seen any wide receiver just some of the play uh the plays that they're calling they're so creative uh, the way they're kind of lining him up and just using him in just very unconventional ways where, you know, you have three guys just ready to block in front of him, catching passes at the line of scrimmage. His yak ability is really impressive. Just his ability to put the, his head down and just pick up tough yards. So, yeah, just the way he's utilized, in my opinion, gives him a higher floor when it comes to, uh, frankly, touchdowns. So I do think it is uh, a good value at plus 100 personally. Yeah, go ahead, Connor. I mean, yeah, he's also – I mean, if we just assume it's whatever, like a 50%, you know, plus 100, right? You know, again, like 50% of the time he needs to score a touchdown for you to, you know, have positive expected value. He did so far this season he scored a touchdown, I think, in it's 14 of 20 games. Um, so – and you got to expect, you know, them to 
continue to feature him. You know, like I think that he's – it's tough for me to say that I don't like it, but at the same time, am I really that excited to bet it? You know, like um, I think you're right that it's it's like massively boosted. Um, and In, it, Undeniable. It's a huge boost. Yeah, and I, I mean I'm not going to say – I just like don't really bet that many touchdown props just because – but again, if you're looking for something fun to bet, like I think that that's actually like I mean, this is the time to bet it. Like, oh, and yeah. the Super Bowl is a lot of fun, so I think this is like it's a fifty dollar max bet as well. So it's is not it? Like was it? Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. it wasn't. I thought it wasn't limited. No, it's yeah. a fifty dollar max bet, so it's not. Okay. You know. Oh, okay. Well, then Max didn't have a good day. I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just a fun little way to get a little <laughs> extra value, and yeah. he has scored in every playoff game. I believe he scored in six straight appearances as well. Sixteen regular season touchdowns. It's fun. He's going to get in the end zone. Very good chance. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, on his way to 130 something yards, it clears it comfortably, and we don't have to worry about it. And it's you know we're good to go. But yeah, I, it's yeah everyone's saying uh, little G's correct. Um, Fifty dollar max bet till 9 p.m. Eastern. So hop in there. Yeah, he scored in eight of nine games. All that stuff like is all very really descriptive. Matter, it's all very descriptive. It's all that all happens. Yeah, but again, to Connor's point, it's the Super Bowl. Let's have fun. Um, let it go. So um, Connor. Prop number two. Yeah, mine uh, also goes along with Alex's. I, you know, didn't realize that we had the exact same play, but I'm here, you know, to tell you that I agree with everything Alex said. I like Joe Mixon under 65 and a half rushing yards available at points bet right now. The only thing I would like to add to what Alex said essentially was, you know, I think that the uh, Rams run defense has even tightened up more in the playoffs, like kind of looking at their last three games. Um, Basically, the last three games this season in the playoffs, the 49ers have 50 rushing yards on 19 carries, averaging 2.6 yards per carry. The Bucks had 51 yards on 14 carries, 3.6 yards per carry. And the Cardinals had 61 rushing yards on 18 carries, 3.38 yards per carry. Um, as Alex mentioned, you know, their elite run defense, uh, I mean, just top 10 in basically every defensive run defensive metric. So now you're getting like this kind of matchup here. Cincy's offensive line is really not that good. So I think that, you know, it's it's just a really bad matchup for him. And not to mention, too, some of the research that I did uh, for my Super Bowl article tends me to believe that I think the Bengals should start to skew a little bit pass-heavy here. Um, if we kind of look at how the Rams' defense has played this year, so they lead the league in uh, the amount of zone coverage, and they play the highest amount of two high shells in the league. So essentially – they, you know, don't stack the box. They use their dominant front to kind of control the running game. But they almost have, like, deceptively light fronts. They kind of dare teams to run and are still efficient at stopping the run. Um, and so in those scenarios, like, you know, they the, the Bengals cannot be tricked into running the ball. And if they are tricked into running the ball, they're probably going to lose. Um, but if they go pass heavy or at least skew a little pass heavy, I'm not saying, like, you know, 90-10 or any of that crap. You know, I'm talking about, like, maybe, like, 65-35. Um, Joe Burrow is going to have success. I mean, looking at that exact scenario against two high shells and um, zone defense, Joe Burrow ranks number one in the league, 70% completion rate, 89% catchable pass rate, 8.6 yards per attempt. Uh, I mean, just, yeah. Top. Yeah. So I think that, I think he's in a good spot, but the, the biggest question to me is, does Zach Taylor like let him do that? Or do they have to kind of figure that out after they're down 10 points? Um, and so I don't know the answer to that. I don't think anyone does. So I think that it could create some great live betting opportunities, though, um, that if they they go down 10, like 
I'm probably going to be smashing some some Bengals live bets. Mm. Uh, I am very interested in uh, first team to score and lose. Uh, you can get the Rams at like just shy of five to one. Wow. Um, for the Rams, so you're basically betting on the Rams to score first and the Bengals to win. So it's kind of an ulterior, like a pregame play on the live expectation of what Connor's talking about. If the Rams jump out and we kind of have the Bengals forced to do what they've done, probably their best, and they've been forced to be in, in past heavy game scripts and lean on Joe, Joe Burrow and basically take Zach Taylor uh, in, you know, first down runs out off the table. Um, those are some interesting ways to attack. So it's a good look. Uh, Alex, number two, buddy. Yeah, my next one is Samaj P. Ryan, over eight and a half receiving yards, uh, six targets over the last two weeks, out targeted Mixon last week, four to three, had the biggest play of the game on either side of the ball as well. I mentioned he actually ran more routes last week than Mixon as well. Uh, looking back at the course of the regular season, he's gone over this in 10 of 17 regular season games. Um, I know CJ Uzama said he's going to play. I believe he's uh, yet to practice. Uh, if he is out for this game, this could open up some additional targets underneath uh, for P. Ryan. Even if he is active, I still think he's very likely to receive a minimum of two to three targets with the Bengals likely trailing in this game. He kind of just laid out a few different scenarios where that happens. Uh, the Rams also ranked 24th in DVOA, two receiving running backs. Uh, this is the most important part of this play, in my opinion, is I believe that P. Ryan is going to be on the field a bunch in this game because he is simply better at pass protection compared to Joe Mixon, which is a big reason why Mixon has been seeding routes and seeding touches to P. Ryan with how good this Rams pass rush is. I think they will need P. Ryan on the field uh, just to help protect uh, Joe Burrow. So I do anticipate him getting that hurry up work, getting that two minute drill work. And yeah, if this Rams uh, defense is just getting after Burrow. I just think they're going to have to have P Ryan to help pass protect a bunch and just at eight and a half yards, he just needs one or two targets for this or just one reception. So I am biting and I like this prop quite a bit. Like it. Yeah. You definitely, you know, game script wise, especially last week came in there and handled more of that too. So yeah, he's got good. I think he's a decent back. I think he's decent big playability and um, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that one whatsoever. Uh, my last one is more kind of the narrative that we've been on so far this season is, uh, is looking at quarterback rushes and from a mean medium projection, I think Joe Burrow at 10 and a half yards is probably a pretty good number. But again, thinking about how this game could be played with the pressure we're anticipating the Rams getting because I don't think we're going to get a lot of Burrow design runs. It's not necessarily his space, but I'm taking Burrow over 10 and a half. Um, I think there's some t- still some 10 and a half out there. 11 and a half is still fine for me. Um, I th- just think he's forced to scramble here a little bit and um, is an athletic guy. Still, you know, we're now every game we're further removed from the last year's knee injury. We saw, you know, five carries for 25 yards last week in a heavy drop back scenario against the Chiefs. I think we get another heavy drop back scenario one way or the other here this week. Going to get a lot of pressure, force his way to extend plays. Ten and a half, I think, is a pretty low threshold for him. So I like Burrow over ten and a half. It's still available out there. So uh, that is uh, that is it. Those are our official plays for now. But we have a bunch that we want to talk about, and hopefully you do too. So continue to hang out with us. Fire off in the chat. Uh, some plays that you are looking at. There's a lot. A lot has popped up today and uh, some definitely interesting ways to get down and, and make this one 
uh, fun here. I want to tell you real quick before. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go keep going. Keep going. Uh, tell everyone about Profit Exchange. Uh, Profit Exchange is a brand new sports betting exchange where uh, it's coming soon in New Jersey, coming soon in Indiana. Uh, basically, anywhere that has Caesars, we're expecting it to come sooner than later. It is tied to the sports betting licenses in those states. Basically, the users set the price. You can set the price on um, on anything in as far as spreads, totals, money lines. Uh, you're basically eliminating the juice, basically getting things priced at plus 100 on both sides. Uh, Profit Exchange takes like 2% off of winners. So obviously very different than minus 115s, minus 120s we're seeing. Oftentimes now at Sportsbook. Uh, join the waiting list today, ProfitExchange.com. That is P-R-O-P-E-E-T, exchange.com. Uh, again, hit it up in the show notes. You can get that link. Uh, definitely want you to check that out. We're excited for it. I know I am. Uh, be hoping maybe at that point Connor's still in Indiana and we can get you know leverage some profit exchange while he's there because uh, it's going to be a, a good way to get down on some on some stuff. Now you're going to say something. Um, yeah, I just had a few more like uh, two more bets that I liked. Uh, right, that, that where uh, this is a fun one uh, that I guess I haven't double checked the price here, but. Um, depending on where you can get it at, Bengals first play to be a pass. Um, this is at plus money, um, and I think it's still like a pretty good value if you're able to even find it at minus 110. So I think it's a little bit of surprise because so last year um, in the Super Bowl, I, I kind of found an edge with the Chiefs. It was like they had like passed on first down or the first play of the game like 70% of the time, something like that. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to look into that this year for the Bengals just because I think the common, you know, theme is that everyone's like, oh, Zach Taylor's a coward. Like all he does is run the ball. Like they ran the ball a ton. Um, And, but this is around, I think, on a a bunch of sites prior. If you do see money at plus money or minus 110, I think it's worth playing. Um, So basically this year, the Bengals have either passed or tried to pass, meaning like a drop back that resulted in a sack or like a scramble by Joe Burrow in 15 of their 19 uh, games. So I thought that, I mean, that's a pretty significant edge. And I think that that means like, you know, you can kind of chalk some some things up to like, oh, it's probably just randomness. It's probably just variance. But I mean, coaches script the first like 15 to 20 plays of their game. So if they're consistently passing first, you know, I think that that's, it might be just like a rhythm thing. It might just be like a, you know, calm the nerves by completing an easy pass or make, you know, some kind of thing like that. I could also very well seeing them just like be like, okay, we're just going to hand the ball off no matter what, just to kind of calm the crowd down. But, you know, I mean, it's a Super Bowl. You got to kind of like go for it a little bit. And if, if they've been, if they're, that's been their rhythm all year, like I don't see why they go away from that. So I think that they're in a good spot here and are able to, you know, kind of, they're, they're able to pass the ball first. I think that's, that's probably the play here. So I, if you find it even money, I mean, 15 of 19 games is pretty, uh, pretty solid rate. That's a pretty solid rate. I thought that was going to be one of your official plays because I know you like that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I probably should put that as an official play. But what category is that under? Just game props? Um, yeah, I mean the issue is like all these games are just like it's all half the over battle, the place, man. It's dude. half the battle. It's finding the bets. Yeah, it was under game props and it was under play props. Um, yeah, here we go. It's on Fanduel, right here. So pass attempt plus one hundred four still. Um, so you got to go. To Super Bowl on FanDuel, and then you scroll over to game props 
uh, um, you know, up top there and you're able to kind of find it and scroll down to play props. So you don't actually click on the game itself for some reason. They're not all in the same place, but um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the struggle. As we learned before, trying to bet golf before the show starts. Really <laughs> you got to talk about that. Talk about that bet. That's a good bet. Yeah, yes, the people want it, Ryan. Come on, this is a this is a special, exclusive golf waste management open from Ryan Noonan, expert golf capper. He convinced me. It didn't take much convincing to place my <laughs> first golf bet ever on air before we or excuse me before we went on air it was a shame we didn't have the cameras rolling and you guys weren't a part of this experience connor and i struggled to find <laughs> said bet i ended up placing a different bet yes. on like a major championship i believe yeah. uh instead of the waste management open i was trying to convince ryan that i placed the correct bet he was very insistent that it was not the correct bet so i was able to cash out uh without a penalty and did place the right bet. So this is available to you on DraftKings. Connor might have to provide a tutorial on how to find it. But uh, (laughs) without further ado, Ryan, here is a special golf bet from my guy, Ryan. So Alex bet a winner for this week's events, which is, you know, what we're, we're talking about. He didn't get down on the masters, but he, you know, he did bet Southern Hills uh, PGA championship, which is not the bet we're looking to make this week. Um, But majors are out there already, but he got down on, uh, I like Justin Thomas as far as plays at the top of the board this week. So we get down to Justin Thomas to win. But there is a bet out there that is uh, Justin Thomas first round birdies versus Joe Mixon receptions. I thought you guys were kidding when you were talking about that. No, 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 no. no. This is real. This is on DraftKings. I, I showed you. I got limited. Oh, I, I didn't know this actual bet is on DraftKings. This actual bet is on DraftKings. I'm going to do so, it now. Look at the scorecard. I sent the scorecard to you guys in the chat. Last year, first round, Justin Thomas, four birdies. Round two, nine birdies. Round three, seven birdies. Round four wasn't great, three birdies. But Mixon can still have two receptions here. But again, like nine birdies, seven birdies, firmly in play for JT here at a course that he Rolls out of bed and finishes in the top 10. He leads the league in birdie or better, or the tour in birdie or better better percentage. He's been top five in birdie or better percentage every year he's been a pro. So he is a birdie machine. This is a smash. What category is this under? (laughs) Cross sports specials. Okay. And then you can scroll over to NFL slash golf. And then it's, I think, like the fourth or fifth one, something like that. Um, Yeah, it's minus 130. I've not looked at this, but I, I'm now going to have to get in here and see what else we can get down on some cross sports ones. Yeah. But uh, I like, like the Justin Thomas one quite a bit here. Uh, Where's cross sports located? <laughs> Scott Dobish found it in the chat. Darn it. That's my boy. Yeah. I'll Scott, just have you guys out. tell me afterwards. I don't want to. <laughs> Super Bowl. No, it's okay. This is what we're doing. Super Bowl, because okay. people are probably doing the same thing. Uh, scroll... DraftKings mobile app. Yeah, you click the top top little bubble thing here that says Super Bowl LVI. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. you scroll over. I'm going to hide, hide okay, my Okay, I got that. Here. got that. And then you scroll over um, there to – All sports specials. Yep. And then you go to NFL. Even Tatum made threes. 
versus the Rams total touchdowns. Wow. <laughs> Alex's world just <laughs> Jamar Chase receiving yards against Trey Young, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown combined points. Yep. See, this is the Super Bowl, man. We get we get really wonky here. Uh where is it on desktop? I do not see it. Is it oh, there's MMA ones too? <laughs> Novelty props. Here's the NFL golf one. There we go. Uh, John Ram birdies. Jordan Spice. <laughs> Justin Thomas birdies in round one. <laughs> Just slight botch of of Speed's name there, but Ram will Geppetto spitting bars over there. Oh, man. That's all right. This is why this we're is, doing this it. This is a good value at minus 130, Ryan? I love it. JT, <laughs> birdie or better, basically measures the percentage of time where on a hole you get a birdie or better, birdie or eagle. And JT is constantly one of the best on tour, top five player in the world, probably wins this week. And, uh, yeah, the folks are struggling here, too. We'll, we'll be rich if JT wins this tournament. <laughs> oh, I'm coming off of, uh, you know, last week had Tom Hoagie, 65 to 1. We got to wow. get in here. 65 to 1. We got to get in our Slack. If you're just you're just watching the show for free, not subbing, you got to get in here. Look in the show notes, 444.com slash plans. Betting is fire. Or betting on golf is, is, is rocking. Or bets where it's golf. Do that too. That's coming out soon. Um, all right. Uh, what else? Let me see. I got a couple that uh, I want to get you guys' thoughts on. This is, uh, you know, parlaying overs. Uh, our buddy, Mr. Underful Sam Hoppin, would not approve of this, I don't think. But there is a DraftKings special where uh, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, T. Higgins, each over 49 and a half receiving yards. So not a huge threshold. Um, it's plus 160 on DraftKings. Who was it? Chase? Big Higgins? Top two for Big each. four. Yep. Chase Odell uh, and Cup and Higgins. Over 49 and a half, plus Chase 160. Odell. I mean, that's a lot yeah. to sweat for plus 160, but I mean, yeah, I mean it's probably going to happen. It's going to happen, yeah. So Cup hasn't been below 50 all season. Um, Odell has been over 50 in three straight playoff games. Three straights. Uh, Higgins gone over 50 in uh, 10 of his last 13. And Chase is uh, – he's only gone under once in like the last seven or eight weeks. Um, other than the game, like week 18, he barely played. So that doesn't even really count technically. He played like part of the first quarter to get over the rookie threshold and then, you know, Pretty low. So yeah, again, fifty just fifty yards. All four of the big receivers need to get fifty yards. Pretty low thresholds. Uh plus money. So again, we're having fun here in the Super Bowl. So I think that one's pretty interesting. Another one on DraftKings that I think was interesting too is even money. Well, minus one ten. Uh Super Bowl winning margin over under eight and a half. So like if depending on how you feel about the spread, like if you think we got a close game, eight and a half is on the interesting side of a key number, if you are thinking this game is going to be fairly close, um, so this is out there in DraftKings. I was interested in what your guys' thoughts were. It's just kind of straightforward, but also kind of like, hmm, I think, do you think we have a close game or not? It's kind of what it comes down to. Connor did an incredible write-up on the site. It is free. You should check that out. Um, he's given us a little bit of that 
today in his analysis, his prediction is within four points. So this would be another nice way to uh, basically take advantage and you would get a little bit of leeway on the line, which is four, four and a half, depending on the book. So thoughts on that, Alex? Yeah, I like that quite a bit. I mean, I spend very little time as far as sides and totals are concerned, but everything that I, you know, personally subscribe to, I believe this game is going to be competitive. It's hard for me to imagine uh, Joe Burrow playing as well as he is, you know, uh, not this game being uh, decided by more than a touchdown uh, either way. So, yeah, I would be pretty surprised. I think at eight and a half. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good number. I would definitely be inclined to uh, take the under there. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, anything else, uh, Alex, that you have uh, noted that you want to share that you think is uh, – because i got a handful just that I want to get you guys' take on. I am interested in Tyler Boyd props. I do think that he could have some uh, value at his present numbers if uh, CJ Uzama ends up being inactive. I know that uh, Uzama has gone on record stating that, you know, it would take his leg getting cut off for him to miss this game, but – uh, you hear that kind of hyperbole going into the Super Bowl very often. And if he's not practicing, I do feel that it's obviously a significant injury, probably a high ankle sprain has been. I'm not sure if it's been a class, how, how the injury has been uh, diagnosed or classified. But, uh, yeah, it's just hard to imagine him playing, in my opinion. If he does play, it does seem like he's going to be less than 100%. Boyd has kind of uh, had a minimal impact so far throughout the playoffs. I think he's kind of the forgotten man in that offense. He's very, very good slot receiver, in my opinion. And, yeah, if Uzama's not there to soak up a lot of those targets underneath in the middle of the field uh, where – there is a little bit of a cushion as far as the Rams defense is concerned as well. They do give up some yards underneath. Uh, so yeah, I definitely think Boyd could end up being um, a guy that gets eight targets, goes over 50 receiving yards. And like I said, has some value at his present numbers. If Uzama does not end up playing, or even if Uzama does play and is uh, less than a hundred percent. So that is something I'm going to keep a very close eye on. Yeah. I like that. I mean, there's also a few other things too, that, um, the Bengals actually uh, lead the league in short dropback rate. It's like 70-something percent in terms of their dropbacks. So it's like deep dropback, play action. They lead the league in like short dropback rate. They also, against what I talked about earlier with the Rams, uh, like a, playing a light box, zone defense, you know, that too high shell. Uh, in those scenarios, in among the Bengals, like when the Bengals have played against that defense, I think it's like they've had 70 pass attempts or something in that, in that, against that defense. Boyd actually leads the team in targets with 16, Higgins at 14, Chase at 11. So Very interesting. I like it. Yeah, worth a look for sure. I'm, I'm definitely – I'm waiting on that too. I think that there's some some good, good Boyd lines out there that are pretty ripe. Um, I mean, I know some people are a little bit scared of him matching up with Ramsey, but at the same time, like, because Ramsey's been playing some slot lately as well. Um, but, I mean, they play so much zone that, like, I just don't think it matters that much, like – and, you know, all these guys move all over. So it's not just like they're not just set. So I think that it's – it's you can't really look too much into that. Yeah. Good takes there. You have to wait and see. What happens there from a new standpoint, obviously it's, it's a Super Bowl. You don't know what's going on for – you're going to get a shot to come back here. I know obviously he's – he looks like he's trending better than Higby is at this point to play. So, um, you know, obviously he's going to do everything he can to to get in for that one. So – uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about that was going on it in detail on Friday was ready to unpack this. And then over the weekend, I heard Warren Sharp talk about it. And then today I saw 
Adam Levitan tweet about it. So my, I think it's still a good idea. It's just not a new idea necessarily. <laughs> when Warren Sharp and, and Levitan are, are talking about it, then I feel like I was onto something, which I thought was interesting. It was a different way to approach the MVP market. So the MVP market is similar to touchdown props is something that people have a lot of fun with. They want to, you know, sprinkle on the MVP, but, and it is easier in the sense that it is a binary yes, no market where you are saying, is this person going to be the MVP versus an alternative, which is leveraging same game parlays and thinking about what does it take for said player from a pure statistical output to get to MVP caliber. Obviously the threshold from a quarterback standpoint is a little bit lower because it typically is an MVP or quarterback driven award. Um, but you know, for instance, when you look in the marketplace, we look at Matthew Stafford is my or plus one twenty today. I saw on points bet to win the MVP. Um, but if you put together a little same game parlay where you include the Rams to win, uh, and then just do a couple things with like Stafford over two and a half touchdown passes, because we have to assume again in this instance he could very well throw two touchdown passes and still win the MVP. So again, you're you're bringing risk into play. But in this instance, we're going to drive it to five to one instead of plus 120. So Stafford over two and a half touchdown passes, Stafford over his yardage prop, which is like 280 and a half in most spots. And then Stafford over completions, attempts, whatever you want to do. You know, you can get a, a same game parlay up until like the a little bit over five to one, which is tripling your plus 120 odds of just is he the MVP? So do we think there's going to be a scenario where he's throwing for 260 and two scores, right? Falling under his total yardage, under on touchdowns, really kind of a middling performance and then wins the MVP? It can happen, but it seems unlikely to me. You would think that he would probably need to have a pretty good day. Um, it gets a little bit more fun with receivers. Uh, Dalton, our boy Dalton Case, and I were talking about this in our Discord today. You know, obviously the thresholds for receivers – it's a little bit cleaner. Like you don't have to have as many things to have happened, but again, it's harder naturally to win at the receiver position because it is such a, a driven award for quarterbacks. But if you want to look at like, you know, Cooper cup is an interesting way to do it. Um, the two guys on Cincinnati with uh, chase and T Higgins, like if you go Higgins, for instance, right. You go in longer shot off the board. He's out there at like 60 to one, 55 to one to win the MVP. But if you just go Higgins scores twice, gets 125 yards or more and the Bengals win, that's a 82 to one same game parlay. Like there are not many scenarios where T Higgins is the MVP without catching multiple touchdowns and going over 125 yards. Right. Cause it just, it's, it's harder. So again, yes, you're bringing in variance, but you are taking on, you're getting kind of the reward of the, of the bump from same game parlay. So again, just another way to, to sprinkle some action that is different than just the, playing old MVP market, um, I think is a worthwhile look. Um, so I'm probably going to have a couple of those same game parlays on, you know, some of the top dogs versus taking shots at the, uh, at the MVP market. So I'm going to build one for some AJP Ryan. There you go. Oh my God. There I mean, go. that, that's going to be like 300 to one. I mean, some AJP Ryan over like 20 receiving yards. I mean, Hey, Joe Mixon gets injured on the first play. You're cooking with gas. I mean, that's like a serious, like, you know, two tutties. Yeah, Bengals, 17, 14 Bengals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I Maja mean, gets two receiving touchdowns, six receptions, Ooh. 89 yards, two tutties. Ooh. I like it. 
recovers an yeah. onside kick. Yeah. I mean, you might be retired. Special teams tackles. Special teams tackles, yep. You might have to retire. Like, that's just like your career, you've peaked. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah. Back up running back yeah. MVP through a same game parlay leveraged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even take him in the straight market. You went same game parlay to boost the odds. Your, your accounts might get flagged. <laughs> yeah, it's nice You'll have enjoyed DraftKings for all of like four weeks, and you will be able to get down a whopping thirty-five cents on every single prop after that. Well, good things uh, have happened if we get to that point. So, <laughs> that's true. It is true. Um, let's see another that I had. I shared this first to score and lose. I thought that that was interesting. Um, Bengals are plus two eighty-five. Rams plus four seventy-five. I think those are both. Interesting. Um, both teams to make 35-yard field goals. Uh, yes is plus 100, even odds. We know Money Mac is hitting one. So Mac is attempted a field goal in every game this season. He went over 2 back in week 5 against Green Bay. But he's made at least one in 18 of 19 games. He's made at least a 35-yarder in 16 of 18, including 10 straights. Matt Gay, very, very, very similar. Um 18 of 19, he went 0 for 1 against Baltimore week 17, his top 35 in 16 of 18 games. And we know these coaches have been kind of tight at times this year to be you know, a little conservative taking field goals. So both of them getting one over 35 yards is uh, it's pretty interesting to me for, for even money. So I thought that that was uh, good. Like that's on Caesars at plus 100. I like that quite a bit. Yeah, I like that too. Interesting. Um, I, yeah. I made my first kicker prop last week, lifetime, and my first uh, quarterback interception prop went two and zero on them. By the way, fellas, so uh, oh wow, yeah, happy to uh, get involved in the mix with some of these more uh, obscure props. Our uh, local kicker expert Sam Hoppin has been uh, just banging some overs. I mean, he loves nothing more than just hitting overs and kicker props. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's basically an expert, honestly, on overs and kicker props. So I think it's uh, in that order. He, yeah, yeah. He had a great play on McPherson. You, they, you were able to get him a plus money over one and a half field goals, even though his total points is seven and a half with minus one forty five. So I think Noonan extra field goals. Yeah, you, like you a lot of extra points. I mean, yeah, like they have to score like five touchdowns <laughs> in one field goal for him. Like you know what I mean? For him to hit the over and not hit two field goals. So I think that that's kind of important too, like Nuna talked about, like kind of finding different derivatives of the same prop because books price them differently, Yeah. Um, even though it doesn't really make sense, but they do. Uh, I don't know if they're just like, they like to have fun and like try and fool you, I think. You know, like they basically price the the easy, the ones that are easier to understand, like kind of like shittier, I think. Um, or like, you know, so I don't know. I just think it's something that the book's trying to have fun with. So, but it's important to pay attention. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. We talked about team rushing yards. Um, you know, we're talking about with we had unders on both sides here, and I think those are probably the right plays. And there is on points bets um, any player to rush for a hundred plus yards. No, is minus one fifty on points bet. So a little juicy, but I don't think any of us think we're getting to a hundred yard rusher. Right? We feel pretty good that that the backfield with the Rams is going to be probably not split, but there's a pretty good chance that maybe we see a little bit more Sony Michelle. Again, he came in with, you know, some of the injury issues with Akers last game. And P. Ryan has not been a guy that's handled a ton of, of carries. He can still be the MVP based off of his prolific work in the special teams game and receiving game. 
as Alex astutely pointed out, but he's not necessarily a big carries guy. So um, minus 150, I typically don't love to get into that juice, but I feel like that's a pretty good a pretty good look also in points bet. So I like that actually. That's uh, I mean, the issue is if one of these teams gets like way up and they just feed the ball the rock into one of these guys like 25 times, you know. That's like sure. my only concern. Even then, I think they fall under. Like both these teams, they have such like tough matchups and or like aren't equipped team wise to really get there. So, yeah, uh, yes is plus one twenty if you were interested. Um, so, definitely not. But yeah, yeah. Uh, both teams to score twenty points is also even money on the yes side plus one hundred. Um, team total for the Bengals twenty two and a half. Team total for the Rams twenty six and a half. I think if you have any interest in the Bengals, I think this is an interesting look. Again, to Connor's point, this is a, a way to play the Bengals as the underdog without necessarily laying the point, taking the points, laying the juice at minus 110. You're basically saying, I, I think the Bengals win in a game that's not 17-14 or you know, 20-17 to 17 or something like that. So uh, both teams to get to 20 is plus 100 on FanDuel. So that, that was another... Fairly interesting look, you know, not not too crazy, but yeah. I kind of like this game to go under. I don't know, you guys. I do too. I mean, I do. I was, it got steamed right away. I was, I got caught waiting because I thought maybe we'd get a bounce back, but um, I think it's probably the right number right now. I think it's. I don't know. There's a ton of value, but I would. I'd probably lean under. But I think you think that it's a pretty close game to your to your point, even in your your article, right? It's twenty four twenty. We're getting a you know fairly close game that goes under. But keeps the both teams getting to twenty. Uh, we're within the yeah. eight and a half number. You know, I think that's very much a, a good score. So, uh, and good job. Your article was terrific. So everyone should definitely check that out on the site. I appreciate you. Um, I, I think actually one one prop that I've not hit yet, but I was curious on your guys' takes. Any sack props you guys are interested in? Uh, I'm interested. I ran this last week. Unfortunately, I didn't hit. I'm running it back again. Considered to making an official play uh, for this show. Uh, but I'm definitely playing it privately on the fence about if it's going to become an official play, but that's Aaron Donald over four and a half combined tackles and assists. Uh, Prior to last week, he had gone over that total, I believe in eight games in a row. Um, Yeah. I just think that this is a huge mismatch. Probably the biggest mismatch uh, in this game is going to be uh, the Rams defensive line versus specifically the interior of Cincinnati's offensive line. I just think Donald's going to recap. Like, I know you asked about sacks, but kind of incorporate sacks into that um, prop. So, yeah, I think Aaron Donald's going to have a massive impact on this game, definitely make his presence felt. I'd like him to go over four and a half combined tackles and assists. Who's like singing that. first? Well, halftime. Halftime. Who's singing first? I don't even know who the halftime show is. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, I don't well, know yet. I'll wait till my intel comes in, and then we'll uh... – all right, so we got uh, Mary J. Blige. I'm familiar with her. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Very familiar with him. Um, Dr. Dre. Very familiar with him. Eminem. Of course. And uh, Kendrick Lamar. Wow, this is like a actually a good halftime show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, all the could be some like cruddy, you know, like generic, like what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, the little guy. 
He's tiny. There's so many things I want to say. Former, I think. Little Geppetto. No, Geppetto. He did a the halftime show like a couple. He's like a pop singer. He's very tiny. Justin Timberlake. No, you're not gonna say Prince, are you? No, no, no. He's like a newer guy. Okay, because Prince passed away. No, he's not. I mean, I guess he's kind of a legend now, but. uh Bruno Mars. Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars yeah. That's what I was expecting some like Bruno Mars type gotcha. back, but that's actually yeah. an awesome halftime show. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the boomers are going to be mad online. I mean everyone. This? Who, oh yeah, like the the boomers Why? are going to be pissed because it's because like, it's rap music. I mean this is you right. know like anti. At least it's yeah. old school rap music. That's true. It is yeah. good. It, it is a good. Mix. How can you not like some Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg? And... I mean, I would say ask anyone over the age of fifty if they like Snoop Dogg, and they'll probably give you a hard no. But maybe fifty-five depends on what part of America. Fifty-five, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, get, you know, Snoop came is you know we're looking at you know around the late eighties, early nineties, early nineties. Yeah, you're looking at uh, yeah. So us olds, we don't mind Snoop. Snoop was our, yeah. those high school years. Uh, oh, it's the best. The dog. What a, what a career for this guy. Yeah, he's been and incredible. Still going. Still going. The Chronic, Dr. Dre. That's an all-time classic album. Um, it's not out yet. And again, we'll wait for the intel. But um, National Anthem. We touched on it earlier. Uh, so Offshore hung a, th- a 95 and a half second number for this I think her last name is Guyton. I don't know her first name. She's a country singer. Um, 95 and a half was the number they hung offshore. There, she sang one national anthem that is currently on YouTube at uh, the Capitol Music event or something in Washington, D.C. Clocked in at a crisp 84. Um, didn't seem like she rushed it per se, but a uh, pretty big difference between. 84 and a 95 and a half number. Now, again, the Super Bowl, a little bit bigger of an audience, obviously. You can hold on to a note, a note here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, interested to see what happens again. This will all be when we start to get a little info, hopefully in the next 48 hours, uh, maybe in time for our Wednesday show. But, uh, again, I know that's a market we want to want to hit. I'm interested to see what happens stateside. Again, last year it was up and then pulled because the guy thought he was being – a hero to everyone and then just crush the market. So, um, Connor, any thoughts? Yeah, I would say that it's tougher because the Super Bowl, like like 90 seconds is already a really low line. Like 95 seconds. I mean, most of the time it's in the, like like all above two minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. that's usually the line is above two minutes in the National Anthem. Um, when my girl Demi sang it, it opened at like 203, um, closed around like 158. 159 and i think she hit 155 154 if i remember correctly um but yeah i mean i i would just say that those those last 30 seconds are are just i mean wild card yeah like you have no idea what notes are gonna hit so i i like to wait there i think the rehearsal is actually on thursday unfortunately so you know i think we're probably not gonna get until till around that unfortunately so are these decks capped you can only like put a couple hundred bucks on them i mean i have a bunch of offshores that i'll just max just put everything on it so like you know like whatever do you bet whatever. the national anthem heavily i mean i put 10x what i do on the super bowl on the national anthem really yeah 100%. yes i mean that's what we we're talking about earlier but he are you joking are you pulling my no i mean 100 we i mean basically what happened is that i i have a friend who has people who like are at the rehearsal at the national anthem 
so and it's like, going to be this year as well. I mean, yeah, they, they know people are at the rehearsals every year. So they like time it and then they send you the info and then you bet it. And, but what happened last year is that some guy like was standing outside the stadium and recorded it and timed it and then tweeted it out. And so collapsed the market. So everyone was like, okay, well, you know, we can't bet this anymore. But well, most books didn't even post it. I don't even think a lot of like domestics are going to post. It. I think it's going to be mostly offshores and like locals. So you might not be able to bet it on DraftKings, unfortunately, or any of those shops. If you are, uh, I mean, the market is just going to be like get hit really hard because I'm not going to. Be, I'm not the only guy with this intel, you know, anymore. Like other people are too. So and those markets move quick. So we'll see. But I didn't know this was like your your claim to fame. I, I mean, like, you should have seen me at Noonan's house. Like, I had already won back all of the I money that I had bet like the Super Bowl. No. No, 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 no. I mean, dude, information markets are the best market. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm not disputing like, that. I just didn't NFL know you were draft, NHL awards, and NBA draft. I know about um, your famous NBA draft. I'm easily all the three of my biggest bet, most bet events. Like, not even close. Um, yeah. Yeah, we – what did we get last year? We get, again, another bet that we couldn't – bets but we were tipped on that the pringles commercial would happen before the mayonnaise commercial was that a line that was available in offshores yeah bet online had it and a bunch of other places had it like wow so yeah information <laughs> <laughs> but the national anthem was funny because you know everyone's settling in you, know, you get your food you get you know you get your seats where you're gonna sit and uh you know everyone's mingling the game's about to start and it just always sneaks up on out. you yeah. sweating his balls off yeah and his girlfriend at the time now fiance uh wants to know why <laughs> must you watch this so intently are you a big demi lovato fan is there something i need to know about and he's like he's just you know mfing up and down like locked in like you know can you send me a numerical amount on how much you made after the show yeah, sure. But he was in a great mood. It didn't matter what happened in the game. That's yeah. Awesome. I lost. I lost like a lot of my bets during the game. But Chiefs Niners two years. Chief, Chiefs Niners two years ago. That's yeah, so didn't, funny. Didn't matter. He'd already. Uh, he was in the barn at that point. So okay, I do have. A, I forgot to talk about this. I do have a sack prop though that I like. We we'll get back on track. Um, I like. I haven't taken it yet, but so the Bengals this year, the offensive line. Uh, I mean, we know it's just really, really bad. I believe they're 31st in adjusted sack rate allowed. And they played against six teams who rank top 10 in adjusted sack rate. So those games, week one versus Minnesota, they allowed five sacks. Week two versus Chicago, they allowed five sacks. Week three and 12 versus Pittsburgh, Joe Burrow only had 18 and 24 pass attempts. So in those games, he only had zero. He had zero and two sacks. But he only threw the ball. He only tried to throw the ball like, I mean – 25, 26 times in the game, like super low volume. One of those week, games, uh, Burrow or excuse me, Mixon had like thirty-five rushing attempts. Exactly. Week fourteen against San Francisco, five sacks allowed. Week uh, divisional round versus Tennessee, nine sacks. And even then, last week against uh, the Chiefs, they allowed I think thirteen uh, pressures. Yeah, he was getting pressured a ton. I know it didn't translate mm-hmm. to sacks, but they mm-hmm. were definitely disrupting. So, I mean, the line I think adjusts is pretty well adjusted for this. It's at three and a half with plus money on the over. Um, I think at plus money, it's kind of worth a stab. I think it's interesting. I think Aaron Donald could have three sacks alone. I mean, yeah. My biggest question, though, is do the Bengals like have to throw the ball, or do they try and throw the ball? Because even if they have, they wait until they're down ten. Like getting three sacks, I mean, like you know, in the second half is not really super easy. So 
That's kind of my concern. I, I don't know if that's even a live betting thing, if they're going to offer that live in game, but that is something that I will definitely be looking at too if the Bengals fall behind. And if, and if they're ahead, then I'm glad I didn't bet it in the first place because Joe Burrow is probably very likely going to throw the ball like 30 times or less. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. it. It's taking a good amount of action already. But yeah, now that it's a plus number, I think it's not a bad, it's not a bad look for sure. Let's get to some of the ones you guys have uh, shared with us. Any thoughts here before we found, somehow found a way to go an hour um, oh on one game with not really with two props each and not a whole lot to say. So uh, the important question, chill wants to know proppy. You got that little G single for us tonight. The people want little Geppetto. They want it in action. What do you got? You guys will get little Geppetto. I am sorry to do this to you. It's going to be next season though. I do promise you. <laughs> that there will be some little Geppetto featured on the prop drop show. Move the line. It will be here, but we're going to, we're going to tease it. Going to make you guys wait a full season, but you will hear it. String it up. Um, it's going to be worth the wait people. Um, it's going to be worth the wait. We touched on this uh, DK boost as well. For Cooper cup, anytime touchdown at the plus a hundred again. Uh, he's been scoring touchdowns. It's boosted significantly. Um, don't hate it. Get it in because it is uh, expiring literally right now. So hopefully you cut down right if you want it. Yeah, right now. Uh, Dalton also talking about Bengals under 95 and a half combined rushing yards. Uh, yeah, because that's a, again, we talked about P. Ryan. Correlated to all the plays we have. Exactly. Yeah, P. Ryan's play is more in the passing game than than anything else. Um, Chill wants to know about P. Ryan over one and a half receptions at plus 100 on DK. Alex, do you also like that? Uh, I don't mind that. I prefer the yards. I think under 10 just needs one reception for that. But, uh, yeah, I don't mind. I do think he's going to end up with three targets, very likely uh, catching two passes. So, yeah, at plus money, I think it's decent. Brian asking about P. Ryan points bet over receiving yards at 14. Um, Is that a thing? I haven't seen that. That that would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Because you're looking at low risk. That's the wheelhouse. Yep. Yep, Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, I love that. Uh, oh, I think it's rushing yards. There you go. That's oh, why okay. it's rushing. He's yards. low risk, high reward. Yeah, um, but I mean, receiving yard. Oh no, receiving yards. Fourteen. There you go. Hmm. What does that pay? Well, it's like it's points betting. It's so, on, yeah. So it's like if you bet over fourteen, every yard under fourteen that he gets, right, you right. lose fourteen times. You lose one x your money that you risk. Every yard over fourteen, you win one times your money. Ooh, so if I you love put that, ten man. bucks. If you put ten bucks down on the over, and he ends up with like thirty receiving yards, you win sixteen times your money. So plus sixteen hundred. Love that. Love that. Um, and it's pretty. Yeah. It's low risk. I mean, that's the, these are the type of thing that we're definitely looking for. Yes. Because in worst case, you lose. I mean, you get he has no catches. You lose like fourteen times your money. I mean, you're not risking that much anyway, so it's not the yeah. end of the world. But best case, I mean, if he breaks a screen for fifty yards, I mean, he did last week, yeah, print, bam. Yeah, those teens, the high teens, high teens, low twenties, the kind of sweet spots. Sweet spots, I think, for for yards, for yardage. No matter really what it is on points bets. Um, Yeah, you know, quarterback rushing. We got into some fun ones. I think that's a nice. I don't think there's a play on the Super Bowl board for that per se, but yeah, yardage. Because again, like if you do something with Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase, like you are, and they go down in the first quarter with like a sprained ankle, you are. Holding the bag, um, you're like 100x loss. Yeah, you're, you're in trouble. So yeah, yeah. 
I mean, Oof. I've been on the wrong side of that too. So I, I learned this somewhat, somewhat the hard way. Yeah. Uh, and again, so like you. they have to get through such a number to get to anything over. It's like, you know, you're not really going to get the reward. Whereas the low risk, high ceiling numbers are, are massive. So yeah. Three rounds Another up. points bet here. Sony, Michelle rushing yards, 24. Um, I mean, what if acres is just like, they just like, fuck, say, screw it and go with Michelle. Totally and possible. You're, you're talking mm-hmm. about like 40, 50 X upside as like a pretty median outcome. Yeah. Good look. So I'm going to hit, I'm actually going to bet both of those. So I don't know who shouted that out, but, um, Brian, Brian, uh, shout yeah. out Brian. Yeah. I appreciate you. Cause those are, both I wish I had books. access to points, but soon yeah. enough, I mean, you know, beggars can't be choosers though. You know, dra- you get draft kings now, you know, I think it's better than your whatever lottery bullshit that they, they gave you before. Right. <laughs> uh, boy, DJ Wee's always up in discord. Um, so you're saying my man Mixon under three and a half receptions is decent. Yeah. You like, uh, yeah. you like Mixon under three and a half receptions because P Ryan's going to be the Super Bowl MVP. And, That's uh, right. pass protection though, in all honesty, I do think that they're going to need P Ryan on the field to help protect Burrow. Yeah. And we know we like the Justin Thomas birdies over the Mixon receptions. Um, Scott wants to know about Odell catches versus Patrick Cantley birdies. I'm guessing uh, I'll have to dig into that and some of the cross sport stuff too. Um, I love it. This is Super Bowl is the best. Shout out, Scott. Uh, interesting prop on Caesars says Canders, uh, either starting quarterback to finish with negative rushing yards. No, minus 145. I he thinks Burrow will be fine. And you get a safety net for Stafford. Uh, zero would be a win. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, Stafford's had some zeros for sure he's not a not a big rushing guy per se um i don't know i don't know that i like the minus 145 on it though what do you guys think yeah i think that's a bit juiced for me yeah yeah i mean my issue too is that like i think stafford's pretty likely to scramble for like two to three yards yeah my issue is I that if they surprised win how fast he, was when he scrambled last week sorry I didn't yeah no no, no i agree you he he is sneaky athletic as you know. He was uh, running fast. Athletic, you know? <laughs> I was yeah. like, man, why doesn't this guy scramble more? Yeah. No, I mean he's yeah, he I think it's the whole thing that Newton talked about where like, you know, quarterbacks do or die in the playoffs are just, you know like this is their time. I mean, this is willing like, to extend the play sub four six forty. What? You said yes. you, you think or he does? I bet you he does. Dude, no shot. Four six. I bet you he does. I bet you he runs four, a sub four six. six. I bet you that he runs sub like... four six. <laughs> under no four six nine. Under four six nine. I bet under you. Four, oh, sorry, under four seven. Under four okay. seven. Oh, Still, I sorry, I misspoke. I I meant to say under. I said I bet you he's in four under four seven, like four six nine and down. Okay. Um, I bet that he ran runs like a four nine at this point in his career. Dude, you should watch him on that scramble. He, he ran a, okay. He ran a four eight one at the combine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think he's gotten faster now at age like thirty three or whatever? Thirty? How old is he? Thirty five? Dude, know. he was running for his life. I think he just got to get like a good pass rush on him or something, or have like Chris Jones chasing him because that was under four seven. A few years ago, I went to the uh, Super Bowl in Indy. Uh, when it was in in uh, Connor's fine state of, of Indiana, 
uh, went to the you know festivities and went heads up because they had a little spot. I ran. I was with one of the friends. They had a little spot where they measure you for your forty. Mm-hmm. Put it up there. Clock. Just you know, everyone's up. We're in. We're in line. You know, there's like ten year olds with their parents. Everyone's in line. There's like spots for like eight people. And then yeah, we, like we waved everyone off. Yeah. Like no, we're doing this heads up. Like we get everyone off. Uh, I was thirty five at the time. Thirty five, and I clocked in at, at uh, four seven nine. So I felt good about that. That I was still sub five. Now Connor is adamant that he is still, again, he's significantly younger than I am, though he doesn't look like he is, um, that he is still comfortably probably what? What would you say, Connor? You're, you're, were you a 4'7 still? 4'6? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think so. What's your best time you ever caught? I mean, I, I ran like a 4'5 like a Pepsi combine. Um, what? Like, uh, in, yeah, during my, my playing days for pre-injury. soccer. Wow. And this is pre-injury. So You're in a 4'5". Uh, I mean, yeah, it was a Dude, laser, Matt laser Stafford is as fast as you. You're almost as fast as Matt Stafford. It's <laughs> as fast as you, Connor. I hate to break it to you. I, I put but Matt Stafford as a favorite. Either way, uh, Daigle was also in on this. I would, if he is listening, which I'm sure he's not, I would dust both him and Noonan's old asses, you know, so bad. Um, <laughs> I've never seen Connor more confident in anything in his life when we had this. Discussion. That is impressive that he ran a four or five. I'll give you that, Connor. I tip my hat to you. I was once not chubby and doing a podcast in a higher place. So, you know, it's like, uh, you know. <laughs> this is a good question. This is a good, this is a good it's question. Gotten, it's gotten dark. <laughs> On the European model? What are we talking about here? This is, I, I don't know what that means. Like the metric system? He's talking about meters or yeah. yards? or yeah. I mean, I, they're, they're kind of close. So I, don't, I mean, like. <laughs> I was happy to be at my age at the time and still be sub five. Um so I'm probably not sub five anymore uh, with COVID, which, you know, stole my, my weekend basketball games. But, uh, you know, I'll still beat Connor's ass after a, a few more few more years of podcasting for Connor and uh, munchkins and coffee culottes, whatever he's drinking over there. It's, it's wedding season, season bro. I'm, I'm cutting right now. So Are you cutting? Are you sick? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to eat the food in Bloomington. <laughs> Uh, Logan wants to know if we like the Bengals money line. Logan, I'm going to have some Bengals money line. I just, I, I don't know. I keep going back and forth in this game. There are a lot of things that make me think the Rams are just a play. I think they are kind of the better team. I think any model point, like any modeling system is going to tell you that the Rams are the play. They have I'm like significantly more experience. There's just all of it. I just, I don't know. Bengals would be fun. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. This is a great follow up question. If I had a hundred dollars to bet, where am I putting all that on? Mm. We should all go around and, and say real quick. That's a good Justin that's a, Thomas to win the uh, <laughs> trash open. <laughs> the Aaron Wise at a hundred to one. Um, call yourself a day. Can we call that the trash open? <laughs> Is the trash open? Uh, Wasteman has been open. open. <laughs> First, Dalton, speak up because Dalton's going to be there. This is like the, one, of the better, it's one of the best sporting events to go to. It gets crazy. Sporting event. Waste management it. open. It's unlike any other golf tournament where it's sometimes can be a little stuffy. It's like a it's there's a there's a lot going on at the waste management, especially on the Shout 16 and 17 hole. Fans working in waste management. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good tournament. So uh hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know. Um what do you think, Alex? Besides, obviously, P. Ryan went to win the, the MVP. 
Uh, $100 bet, what do you got? I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I'd go, I'd fade my guy, or not my guy, but I'd fade Joe Mixon. I think his numbers are inflated. I think there's still value on his rushing and his combo prop under. Uh, that would be where I would go with my 100 bucks. Connor, what do you think? Um, so I had a, so I lost my thousand dollar free bet um, initially on Caesars, mm. uh, which sucked because I was. How Maggie's you know, free bet too? Um, well, I forgot like an idiot that we live in the most corrupt state in America, and that mobile registration is not a thing. Mm. So I tried registering my beautiful fiance mobily. And when we go to deposit, they're like, hey, you actually can't even be fully registered because you're not in East St. Louis where you have to drive to register because Pritzker wants to line the pockets of his buddies at Rivers. So (laughs) God, it's the worst thing in the world and is so dumb. I mean, imagine making people drive to a casino during a pandemic. I mean, this is like literally the like a months after COVID hit. He's like, "Yep, got to register in person." And everyone was like, still freaking out about everything. March you know, so. in during COVID, yes. like when it, like March of twenty twenty, we had rivers for like a week, and then it was like in person registration. It's just that's terrible, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, God. I mean, I so told my wife the other day, I'm like, "Hey, I got to get you." She's got DraftKings. I'm like, I got to get you Fanduel. Fanduel's got a great offer this week. Yeah. It's it's cash. It's $5 free bets for $280 in cash. It's not even $280 in free bets. And then I was like, oh, wait. No, we have to drive down to St. Louis because that's where the racetrack is for the actual FanDuel. So, yeah, we don't have mobile registration coming back up uh, until, well, I think middle of March, early March. It's yeah. coming back. So, yes. Yeah, Anyways, long story short, I put my $1,000 free bet because it, it expires in a week. So I was freaking out and I panicked. So I just put it all on Cam Akers under. So. Oh, this week? I mean, yeah. I had to, oh, I had to, it, it expired within seven days. So, you know. Um, Go Cam Akers under. Yeah. But, yeah, this is what I'm doing for the Super Bowl. Mobile registration here is for my wife. So I will be registering her for everything while I'm in Indiana. Congrats, Maggie. The play hundred dollars um, on anything. I kind of like the both teams to make a thirty-five plus yard field goal at plus hundred. Um, just been a lot of field goal t- attempts from both these teams in the playoffs consistently all season long. I kind of laid out that number. You've seen this in like sixteen of eighteen, um, eighteen of nineteen in different instances. So yeah, there's. There's, uh, I think there's gonna be some field goals here, so kind of leads to our play where we think the under is is on the board. So, um, yeah, I think that that's a, an interesting look. So, good, good question, good question. Uh, all right, uh, Logan, yeah, Logan hitting this up. Um, I'm gonna be buying a house soon too, Logan. So you never know, you know, you find yourself some uh, some customers as well as uh, some prop bets. So hopefully, everyone's it's a win win for everyone. Um, all right, you guys, that's it. We got to get Sal with his last one, his player prop tool bet of the week, bet of the Super Bowl. We didn't have one last week for Sal, missed it. Um, think of anything else you got for the people. Sal, hit us. What is your prop tool bet of the week? All right. Oh, 
Alex doesn't like it. Sorry, he told us Joe Burrow. Passing yards over 273 and a half. Our projection is a tick over 300. Connor, any thoughts on Burrow in the spot? If I felt comfortable that he was going to pass it as like a 70% rate, I think it would be the best play on the board. But I'm not. So I can't take this in good faith. Yeah, I think Connor nailed it. It's just been so frustrating to watch them run on first down. If we uh, were guaranteed like a 65-35 pass to run ratio, fully fully on board, I think it'd be a great spot. But just uh, Zach Taylor's uh, being so conservative is uh, maddening. So hard for me to uh, back it. But I do hopefully with two weeks to prepare and so much data, you know, supporting um, – them being successful when they opt to go pass heavy. Uh, yeah. What more uh, information do you need? So, yeah. This is a, uh, one of the many tools we have on the site. Uh, again, this is part of our betting subscription at four for four. We have this same tool for the NBA. Uh, we are going to have this tool for college basketball, for the tournament prop tool for college hoops. Um, Connor demanded it and we are delivering um excited to turn the lights on for our NCAA stuff here soon for conference tournaments and then into March Madness. But we are going to do what we do and typically focus on prop bets versus uh, sides and totals. So we will have some guys with some thoughts. Uh, Mike Randall leading that, uh, doing a terrific job driving that train. Um, but then the prop tool hopefully can support some of that as well. So we have this as one of the many tools in our toolbox here at 444. Again, betting sub will take you through now, through the end of next Super Bowl, uh, into uh, through next year's Waste Management Open, um, all the golf, all of the NCAA, all the NBA, NASCAR started last week on the sites. Uh, we have hockey bets coming into our uh, Discord all the time. We got some MMA chatter going on. We are constantly bringing you new stuff to make the betting sub the best community in the space. Uh, we are proud of it and uh, really Really appreciative of, of all of you who have hung out with us this season, hung out with us in the Discord, hung out with us here, whether it's on uh, YouTube channel, Twitter, asking questions, uh, making this really one of our favorite hours of the week uh, and really getting to do this with you guys every week. So we're going to miss it, but we will be back. Uh, Move the Line will continue in the off season. We're going to really – we talk about information markets. I think it is the best way to leverage the space to beat the books. Uh, so we will be here for draft season. We're going to do a couple of shows. We're going to continue to do this in the offseason, maybe with different sports. Uh, Connor and I will be more frequent even. Uh, we'll definitely have to bring Alex on when we're doing some futures, starting to get into the NFL streets. We're going to continue to tap on Alex as much as he will uh, lend us his big old brain, uh, his big, beautiful mane, and his garden to uh, continue to, uh, to make this the best show that it can be. So, uh, gentlemen, anything for the folks as we say goodbye? I just appreciate everybody hanging with us. Uh, I think it's been a really fun season. So grateful for this platform. Uh, thankful to both you guys. Special shout out to Sal as well, uh, our phenomenal producer behind the scenes. He does an incredible job. Shout out to Luis. The whole 444 family is incredible. And, yeah, I'm just happy to be a part of it. I'm looking forward to next year. Love it. Yep. Couldn't couldn't agree more. It's been it's been a pleasure doing it with you guys, and it's been awesome. Uh, you know, kind of seeing how the show has grown and hanging out with the listeners every week. You know, it's been uh, 
told Nunu before, it's, you know, one of my favorite times of the week and, you know, one of my favorite shows to do every week. Just good, casual conversation about props. You know, nothing much better than that. Yep. So shout out to Sal behind the scenes. Sal's been fantastic um, all season long, editing every piece of written betting content that's gone up on the sites. We'll continue to do so for the foreseeable future. Uh, crushing social, crushing everything here for us, producing the show and really taking us up a notch this year. So big shout out to Sal. Thank you very much. Connor and I will be back on Wednesday in our typical game by game preview with our uh, breakdown of the game, joined by a trio of uh, degenerates. It's going to go off the rails. Evan Silva, John Daigle, Joey Kanish. Uh, I, there will be football talk. It'll be an hour and a half or two hours of nonsense. Uh, less professional than I think even this was today. And, uh, you know, this got off the rails uh, as it typically does. So hang out with us 48 hours from now. Again, uh, move the line, YouTube, subscribe, rate, review, podcast form as well. I will uh, continue to uh, fall on your feed occasionally. So for Little Geppetto, for DJ Decibel, I'm Ryan. We'll see everyone soon.